Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to Dirt Radio. This is your host, Phil Evans, coming at you live from the studios of 3CR on the unceded lands of the Wurundjeri people, paying respects to Elders past and present and acknowledging the pivotal role that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people play in uh, environmental and social justice struggles. Uh, This is Friends of the Earth show on 3CR, um, and I feel very privileged to be coming to you live from the studio today. Of course, live radio is included in authorised work, as I'm so sorry and send my love and empathy to everyone in Victoria at the moment as we go through lockdown number four. Um, all strength to you, but together we will get through this. Uh, today on the show, as always, we're going to dig around and see what's happening at Friends of the Earth and in the wider grassroots uh, activist community um, as we struggle for environmental and social justice, inextricably linked, as we would say, at Friends of the Earth. Usually we focus on local issues, but today we want to go global and uh, take a look at um, a historic win in the courts that happened in the Netherlands recently. So, of course, Shell is one of the biggest climate polluters in the world. The transnational company has known about the severity of climate change and the impacts of oil drilling for years. But it has not only misled the public on the issue, but it continues drilling for oil, gas and all sorts of um, horrible fossil fuels. Uh, Shell is a a British-Dutch company and it has its headquarters in The Hague in the Netherlands. Um, And... What happened recently was Friends of the Earth Netherlands took Shell to court to make legal action for them to take action on climate change. What? Sounds pretty amazing. Coming up after a bit later in the show, we'll chat to Sam Cossa-Gilbert from Friends of the Earth International about that case, the historic win, and what it means for climate uh, activists and uh, people working on litigation all around the world. That's coming up soon. But for now, let's go to a bit of a track. Um, I want to send a huge shout out to everyone up in Minjin or Brisbane at the moment, especially those who are at the Land Forces Conference. Uh, I've been watching the actions unfurl on social media. You can check it out on Disrupt Land Forces on uh, Facebook. They I just went live um, a couple of minutes ago, actually, and I haven't seen that video. I'm itching to see what the action looks like. Um, this morning, they uh, um, threw blood or fake blood down the stairs of the uh, convention center. Yesterday, someone dressed as death was arrested on top of a truck. Um, a couple of people were. Um, they've interrupted tanks being taken into the militarism conference. Um, war is terrible for um, people, and it's terrible for the planet. So a huge thanks to all the activists up there and solidarity from all of us in Melbourne, particularly us who had intended to come up and join you. 
Um, here's Jungan with uh, Disrupt Land Forces in honour of all your great work. And learn the lessons. Lessen the pain for my people in the trenches. War on the senses. Can we ever end this? When their intent is more than expensive, justice suspended. We, we don't consent this. Killing the surrenders with more border fences. War on our bodies and our spirit and our lenses. For their agenda, but we won't surrender. Oceans polluted, recruited for their endless senses. War. Call them out. Blood money. EOS and Albert Hell making a killing, exporting terror. We're out here, we're gonna end it. Get your armies off our bodies, I'm not gonna come in 
Awesome, that was Jagan Bono Kanilagi by the Disrupt Land Forces Band. Sorry, I got it around the other way um, before announcing it. Um, you're on 3CR. This is Phil Evans on Dirt Radio, Friends of the Earth show on 3CR. Um, as we mentioned before, uh, we are going to talk about the Shell uh, court case that happened recently in the Netherlands. And joining me on the phone... Uh, today is Sam Cossa-Gilbert from Friends of the Earth International, the Resisting Neoliberalism and Economic Justice Coordinator. Um, always love that job title. Um, Sam, how are you today? We're very excited and happy to have just uh, beaten Shell in a major court case. <laughs> it is um, huge news and um, very exciting. Um, for a little context, I wonder if you could tell our listeners um, a little bit about how this court case got started um, and what it's all about. So the court case got started about three years ago, um, and it's based on a similar case that was run in the Netherlands called Agenda by a group of uh, Dutch citizens against the Dutch government. Um, and maybe we should think about a similar case, and I think people are against the Australian government. But a group of Dutch citizens got together maybe five years ago and took a case against the Dutch government, um, saying they needed to increase their emissions target and action on climate change um, because the government has a duty of care to society. They won that case, and then they won in an appeal. Um, and after that case was won, Frenzy of Netherlands and a few people got together and thought, well, what's the, the next biggest polluter in the Dutch context? And also Friends of the Earth International has worked on Shell for many decades. It's um, horrendous impacts, particularly in the Niger Delta. But so, yeah, we looked at the legal arguments, um, did some strategizing, got the same lawyers from the previous case, mm. and then brought a very similar case against Shell. Um, Shell admits about the same amount uh, as the Dutch state um, and has one of the world's largest polluters. Um, over historically. And um, this week, I mean, finally, it feels like it's been going for you, three years, as you said, um, we did hear a um, verdict on that. And it was um, pretty monumental. I mean, with, if I think about a lot of the cases that I hear um, run in the courts, often climate change isn't seen as an argument that can be run. Um, what was different here? So for the first time in history, um, a judge has held a corporation liable for causing dangerous climate change. Hmm. So it was Friends of Netherlands who brought the case together with 17,000 uh, Dutch co-plaintiffs, but we also had millions of Friends of Earth supporters around the world joining and supporting the case. Um, and so what the court in The Hague ruled is Shell must reduce its global CO2 emissions from its operations uh, by 45% within 10 years. And so what it's really saying is that it's uh, Shell must align its business model with the Paris Climate Accord and a 1.5 degree target, which we know we need to have a safe uh, future. So the verdict, we think, is really historic because of what it means for Shell, but also other big polluters. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's an incredible outcome. Um, and what our lawyers have said, while it, while it is happening in the Dutch context, what our lawyers have said is that hopefully it sets a, a global precedent and big polluters who continue to pollute either need to change their action or face similar cases. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's pretty interesting. I know some of the um, arguments here um, around, um, in particular, if I think about the Adani mine, um, often it's being said, well, the mine itself, the emissions aren't that great, but um, the on-burning of the coal is um, obviously the, the hugely significant uh, 
source of emissions. And this case addressed that um, with Shell being held responsible for emissions from its customers and suppliers as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's why it's a really landmark decision. Um, not only is it Global's operations, it's all of the Scope 3 emissions. Um, and I think what the, the further impact that this case has had um, really rippling around the world is there was a, another few climate victories uh, last week, so mm. in different spaces. So there was a kind of hedge fund um, that in the US that wanted to get some board members uh, on ExxonMobil because they hadn't been taking enough action. There was a, a substantive victory in a court case here in Australia as well, um, and then another shareholder action that um, that, that led Chevron or, or called on Chevron to reduce its, its emissions. So we're seeing a real cascade of um, climate victories, both from the courts, from investors, and a number of governments around the world are acting, and, and hopefully we hope this momentum can can really trigger a tidal wave of, of climate litigation against big polluters and force them to stop extracting and burning fossil fuels. Yeah. In your answer to the first question, you you, you kind of um, mentioned that uh, you were hoping that this a similar sort of cases could be run um, around the world, um, including here in Australia. Um, I know that many people have looked at uh, climate and recently the school strikers uh, managed to get up that uh, protecting their future in a court case. Um, I think it was around the Vickery coal mine that Whitehaven were um, getting together, um, included in the case and a ruling. Uh, Do you think that this case will set that precedent to allow for more action in Australia and will it have that effect? So, yeah, as I said, our our hope is that the vertical trigger a wave of climate litigation against big polluters. Um, when we're looking at the verdict, while each legal jurisdiction is national, so it was based on the Dutch duty of care law, um, we think that there were some really important global precedents around using the Paris Climate Accord mm. um, as the basis, but also the UNGPs, the United, United Nations Guiding Principles uh, on the Conduct of Multinational Enterprises, but also judges make decisions based on... The, the global political or the national political context. And I think the environment movement over many years uh, has made the case, but also the science has made the case that we need to take action on climate change and that not taking action on climate change is impacting our fundamental rights. And many uh, legal systems around the world are based on the protection of fundamental human rights, whether it be access to water, uh, access to dignity, access to work, uh, access to health, So now that the climate crisis has got so bad, um, we have the option of using the legal system to uh, take action. And I think that's what this court case has showed. And also what happened in Australia on Friday or Thursday with the school strikers um, winning a, a a significant judgment. Mm. Um, you're listening to 3CR. This is Dirt Radio Friends of the Earth show on 3CR. And we're talking with Sam Cosa-Gilbert from Friends of the Earth International about um historic court case that uh, ruled Shell basically liable to uh, to take action on climate change, a really historic victory. Um, and talking about uh, what are the implications uh, here. And so do you... Th- just to get down to it, I mean, is it possible for people to launch a similar case in Australia? I mean, we're investigating it with our lawyers, but there's also a global network of activists and lawyers who are looking at these cases all around the world. And we will be um, holding conferences, sharing the knowledge, 
um, so that people can bring similar cases. Um, here in Australia, Friends of the Earth have brought a complaint under the OECD guidelines against ANZ together with bushfire survivors mm. um, around ANZ's financing of uh, climate destructive practices. Um, so we have a kind of semi-legal complaint already against the financial sector and I, it's, under, it's under confidence so I can't discuss it anymore. But they're the sort of actions that, that kickstart this, this more serious legal proceedings. I know Friends of the Earth Netherlands brought a number of OECD complaints before kind of bringing this very major climate litigation case. Um, and yeah, lots of lawyers, you know, we've been contacted already by a number of law firms um, investigating and researching the possibility of it here in Australia. But also this verdict will um, impact Shell's operations here in Australia. Shell is a multinational company um, that has substantial gas operations in Australia, um, from fracking to some of the major gas operations, and, and it, it will be needing to reconsider um, its operations globally, including in Australia, um, to meet the order of the judge. Um, so, you know, I think it, it could have a very real-world effect. And I, and I noticed yesterday the, the business editor of the ABC, um, this really puts into question the gas-led recovery of the Morrison government. If major fossil fuel companies, be it ExxonMobil, Shell... Um, Chevron, which are involved in Australia's gas exploitation, are being called on to reduce their emissions and reconsider their options. Uh, maybe the gas-led gas recovery is running out of steam before it's even started. Um, which would be great news to um, hear, particularly uh, for um, Victorians down on the um, southwest coast facing coastal gas and also, I mean, the the uh, the onshore gas moratorium in Victoria lifts soon, so we don't want to see any more fossil fuel um, developments. And th that that's all great news um, from the legal side of it, but this kind of complements uh, a broader sense of work to hold corporations accountable um, within international frameworks. You mentioned the, the Paris Agreement around climate change, which listeners are probably quite uh, familiar with, which um, binds governments to specific targets um, to aspirationally, I believe, hold us below 1.5 degrees. How we're not locked in is um, problematic. But why are corporations held to a different standard? So traditionally, international law has focused on states. Um, and that's how it's been, been established over a number of years. We do have a new um, development in the United Nations ongoing at the moment. I um, mean, it's got a, got a long name. It's the Inter Intergovernmental Working Group to Establish a Binding Instrument on Multinational Enterprises with Regards <laughs> to Human Rights. So you can try and say that before breakfast. Um, but, but what it's really trying to do is get at this problem, with, which is that often um, companies are able to use our globalised world to avoid responsibility. And whether that's, you know, avoiding tax burden. Um, by transferring their profits overseas or a grievous human rights abuses um, like we've seen with BHP um, dam destruction in Brazil that resulted in the death of 19 people mm. uh, and the destruction of an ecosystem. Too often corporations are able uh, to get away with polluting the planet and rights abuses. So what we really need is at the local level and the national level, strong legal systems like we've seen now in the Netherlands, but at the international level, we really need an instrument that holds these companies accountable. And that's being discussed now. And, and yeah, I'd really encourage listeners to have a, have a look at it and, and get involved in the campaign um, for rights for people, rules for business. 
Yeah, it's, that, I like that. Uh, rights for people, rules for business. Uh, it sounds uh, like a better world to me when it works for people and planet rather than uh, profits. Um, you mentioned BHP, and I feel like it would be remiss not to mention the Cane Toad Awards, which is an initiative being run by Friends of the Earth in conjunction with Action Aid and Jubilee Australia to hold businesses accountable and kind of name and shame people around that. Do you want to remind our listeners uh, what's happening there? So Friends of the Earth is running with some of our allies a Corporate Cane Toad Award, um, which is Australia's most disgusting award. <laughs> name and shame, um, the the worst of the worst. Um, and you can go on to the website at canetoadaward.org, uh, read about the cases and vote to shame uh, Australia's worst company. Um, and the, the, the concept is that, that by putting pressure on these companies, um, we will start to build the movement here for binding rules on business. Um, and it, there's also going to be a... If lockdown eases, there will be an award ceremony uh, on the 1st of July and a corporate cane trade trivia award. So I'd invite you all to vote, tell your friends to vote, and then to come along to the award ceremony because we'll have some surprises in, in store for the, for the biggest loser. <laughs> um, I like your optimism. Um, July 1st, let's hope we're well out of lockdown um, before then. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, jump on and check out the Cane Toad Awards. Um, ANZ got to mention in this interview as well, another nominee. Um, there's the Just Group, Mayor Resources, uh, ResGen, and Rio Tinto, as well as um, BHP in that glorious list of... Uh, oh, nope, I uh, can only think of expletives to um, describe some of these horrible companies that are, are really pillaging the planet for their profits. Um, I want to thank you, Sam, for joining me on the show today to talk about that historic shell case. And once again, send congratulations to you, um, to Milieu Defence, Friends of the Earth, Netherlands, and, and everyone who's been involved in that historic case. It really, um, it's, it sends a lot of hope and, uh, and, and, and inspiration around the world. And um, congratulations to you all. Thank you so much. And congratulations to everyone who's been involved. I really encourage um, people to join Friends of the Earth or their local climate action groups, their trade union, because um, now is a really great time to get involved in the, in the fight for climate justice. I feel like we're really making some progress on key, on key fronts and it's a, it's a great time to be involved. Um, and you can, you can join at friendsofo.org.au. Um, and, yeah, if you want to get involved in our Economic Justice Collective, which is bringing similar um, legal complaints and action against big companies. Um, just get in touch with us and, and volunteer. We're a real volunteer-powered movement here and it'd be great to see you at the next collective meeting when we're able to do it. Fantastic. And I'll put uh, links up in the show notes uh, for all the things so you can vote in the Cane Toad Awards, get involved with uh, your local Friends of the Earth group or um, specifically with the Economic Justice Us group with Sam as well. Thanks so much for joining me, Sam. Um, have a good day and um, stay safe in the lockdown. Thanks, Phil. Thanks. That was Sam Cossa-Gilbert, the uh, resisting neoliberalism and economic justice coordinator with Friends of the Earth International and also a part of Friends of the Earth Australia's Economic Justice Project, which he mentioned there, and you can get involved in that. You're on 3CR. We'll be back in just a moment. Get ready to add your support during our annual Radiothon and be part of Community Powered Radio. 
3CR Radiothon fundraiser, June 2021. To donate, call 03-9419-8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. 3CR Radiothon, community-powered radio. Yeah, Radiothon is coming, so please support community-powered radio and get amongst it. Jump on to 3cr.org.au, become a subscriber. Mention that you love Dirt Radio if this is one of your favourite shows. Help keep us on the air. We love bringing you the latest stories from what's happening around the grassroots community, and we hope that you love hearing it too. Um, as we talk radical radio stuff. Um, big thanks again to um, Sam Costa-Gilbert uh, for talking about that historic case with Shell. Um, if you missed the conversation, um, it's pretty huge news um, to see a corporation held legally responsible for causing climate change and being given um, a verdict from a judge saying they need to cut their emissions. Um, massive news. Hopefully this is the beginning of um, a huge shift towards corporate accountability for climate change. So thanks again to that and congratulations to everyone involved in that case. Um, also, huge shout out again to everyone up at Disrupt Land Forces, stopping the war machine, another huge driver of climate change um, and also a problem for uh, people and not only people but the planet as well. So um, huge respect to all the activists up there. Um, solidarity from Melbourne. We love your work down here um come to the end of another show for the day but doesn't mean you need to take the radio off 3cr because coming up next is billabong beats with gavin which will be uh, another amazing show um, as we continue to bring you live radio from 3cr stay safe in the lockdown everyone this is phil evans signing off um big love to you all and stay together and stay safe uh, this is Emergency by Monkey Mark to take us out of the show. See you later.
ideology was not right. It was not working. Precisely. You know, I, that's precisely the reason I was shocked because I had been going for 40 years or more with very considerable evidence that it was working exceptionally well. Disbelief. 